Hey gang, the wait is over. It's finally here. Our NHL Draft Lottery Reaction episode recorded mere hours after the lottery itself, while the pain of loss and jubilation of victory were still as fresh as can be. I just wanted to take a quick second before we begin to say, especially to those who donate their money to help make this all happen, uh, that working on this show is the furthest thing from a chore for me, and I absolutely could not wait to put this one out last Sunday as planned. Uh, You just have to trust me when I say that uh, life got in the way, and the last week has been stressful and shitty in a way that uh, the Canucks picking fifth doesn't really compare to, honestly. Uh, Anyway, I'm sure I will talk more about that when we speak again in just a few days, but until then, uh, apologies for keeping you waiting, and I do appreciate people not being dicks about it, and I do assure you, this is an episode worth waiting for. And with that said, my friends, today's episode is brought to you by the good folks at SeatGeek, because if there's one thing you shouldn't wait to do, it's check out the SeatGeek mobile app. SeatGeek is a ticket aggregator gathering all the best listings for tickets to concerts and sporting events. They even sort the listings by deal score, letting you scoop the most undervalued seats in the house. I've used it, John's used it, Stefan's used it, countless listeners have used it, and we all Love it. Who's got tickets to a sold-out show? SeatGeek. And maybe soon you too, if you buy them there. Uh, Because unlike those other guys, we'll call them bug hugs, because that's how using them makes you feel. Uh, SeatGeek gives you the full price up front and will never sneak in any nasty fees at checkout. In fact, they're giving money away at checkout. Enter the promo code REALGOOD at checkout for a $20 rebate off your first purchase. That's real good. Like how you feel when you get the $20 in the mail and how SeatGeek feels about us when you let them know that we told you to do it by using the promo code REALGOOD. And friends, let me tell you... Have you been noticing this recent marketing blitz from Bug Hugs? Are you as suspicious as I am? It's because they feel the heat coming from around the corner. As well, they should. Because SeatGeek will have you deleting that other app off your phone entirely. (laughs) The podcast app. No more of this. But also... Bug hugs, because who needs them? Junk remove them, I say. Uh, the SeatGeek mobile app promo code, real good. And with that, enjoy the show. Real good. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show. It's another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast, an abbreviated special draft lottery day edition of Real Good Show, episode number 44, of course. So uh, an episode that will be thought to be great by some, thought to be a blundering idiot who will live forever in infamy by others, and uh, probably a fitting descriptor of today as well. Justin Moore set with you once again, and with me, as always, is... Stephen Heck. And... woo Yeah, baby, that is what I am talking about. We won something. We did it, 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 we did it. Woo! Number one in your hearts, number one in your programs, the Toronto fucking Maple fucking Leafs. Woo! Well, congratulations, John. 
Thank you. What a day it has been. A glorious, glorious day indeed. Ah, yes, I could take a bath in this feeling. And you're, you're in Halifax right now, correct? I am in Halifax, Nova Scotia at the Halifax Comedy Festival. So pretty good day. I, uh, I did a set earlier today that was taped for television. It went very well. Then I did a show tonight. And just before I got on stage, I was uh, met with the glorious news that... Uh, that the Toronto Maple Leafs had fulfilled their destiny. And uh, it feels great. I'm sure the question on everyone's mind right now is, did you talk about the fact that that had just happened uh, in your act after you went on stage immediately after? Uh, I did. I didn't talk about, like, so I didn't go on immediately afterwards. Like, the show started, and then I was on last. So it had been about 30 to 40 minutes since they had won by the time I got on stage. Um, but I still, I did mention it, uh, cause the crowd started to like flag a little bit. It was a very long show and it was very warm in the venue. And so the crowd was kind of like, you could tell they sort of had enough. And, and I just reminded them that nothing could dampen my joy because the Toronto Maple Leafs had won the draft lottery before I got on stage. And so everything after that was just gravy and it was met with thunderous applause because a lot of people on the East Coast cheer for the Maple Leafs, as they should. That seems like a cheap pop, if I, uh, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> and I, you know what? On a day like today, Justin, I will take all of the cheap pops in the world. And I also did start my set by saying, finally, John Cullen has come back to... Halifax, thought, which also got no reaction. Or from the signage that was on the stage, per- perhaps has come back to ha! Yeah, exactly. I know. It's so great. That's the thing uh, a lot of people maybe don't know. Uh, some of our American listeners or some of our dummy listeners uh, may not know that the word Halifax starts with H-A. Uh, so if you read, they put an exclamation mark after that in the titling of the Halifax Comedy Festival, which is what Justin's referring to. So if you say the name properly, it's actually pronounced Ha-Lifax when, it, when it's part of the Comedy Festival. Oh, okay. So, I see, I see. Yeah. So that's how, we, 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 that's how we say it. Like, it's just like a comedian thing. You know, we've all just kind of been walking around town just saying it to, like, random people, you know, and, and it's good. Like, they like it. You know, they're, they, they get excited. They're like, oh, you must be a comedian because you said Ha-Lifax. And you're like, yeah, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, John, I want to say that I'm like happy for you. Uh, I want to be yeah, able to say that, but like, tough night I'm, for you guys. I'm not. Also, though, you know, I know. Like, I, I, I'm like, oh, there's so many people that I know and love who support this hockey team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, who happen yes. to have uh, a good thing happen to them today, and I want to yes. feel good for them, but yes. also, like, my heart is just hardened and full of hate, and <laughs> I, I just hate you instead. Is that okay? Um, I mean, listen, here, I'll tell you right now. Matthew Kachuk's going to be a great player for you guys. I mean, he really is. They're not going to pick be... him. He's going to drop to six. They're going to pick a fucking defenseman. Jacob Chitrin's going to be a great... No, you know what? Sorry, I am apologize. Jim Benning is drafting. Jake Bean is going to be a great <laughs> player for you guys. He's going to be just exactly what you expect from someone projected to go 14th overall. <laughs> uh, yeah, the thing is, it's probably not inaccurate. Like, Yeah, uh, well, okay. Do you think... Because, I mean, let's be fair. 
Um, like I, I had obviously prepared for this scenario that the Leafs are going to pick fourth because I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. And so that's generally how my life goes. Bad things happen uh, constantly. Bad things happen, yeah. So, you, you know, you really do have to plan for that. So in my mind, I had planned for the Leafs uh, picking fourth. And realistically, like, yes, would it have been uh, tragic to miss out on Matthews and Lina and Pauly Yes. But would we have gotten a great player at four? Yes, we would have. And would it have been a very high pick? Yes, it would have been. And you guys haven't really, I mean, you had the Vertanen pick at six, uh, but you haven't, I mean, you know, five is still a very good pick and you guys are going to get a very good player. Well, no, they're going to fuck it up. <clears throat> like they're okay. going to well, they fuck, might it fuck it up for it sure. Up, Ken, but even if they like pick a player who's like not who you might want in that spot, like I was not happy, and I'm to this day still not happy with like the Vertanen pick at six a few years ago. But I won't right. say that like that's a bad player who's not going to help them in some way. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, not exactly making the optimal use of your options exactly. There. And that's the thing when you're picking five, like the reality of the player not being a useful player for you is pretty small. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and, and uh, another great like okay. Here's another scenario I could see happening, and this wouldn't be a bad pick either at five, but I could also see Benning picking Alex Nylander to make up for past mistakes. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that, though, is the thing, which means it's not No, exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. I think Alex is, and that was the thing with me at four, was like, I was like, well, if the Leafs drop to four, they could take Alex Nylander, who's obviously William's brother. They've said they would love to play together and whatever. Or we take Matthew Kachuk, who's lighting it up in the OHL as Marner's, uh, Mitch Marner's line mate. Um, so, like, the scenario was still good for us. I mean, Am I ecstatic that we got first overall and probably, I'm assuming we're going to take Austin Matthews? Um, yes, I am. Um, and, and one thing I will say that's a really nice added bonus is I'm going to enjoy Jack Eichel carrying Austin Matthews skates to the rink for him next year. That's going to be really good that we've just got that now. Like, he's not even going to play for Buffalo anymore. He's just going to be busy being Matthews' skate boy. Honestly, I think for the sake of the show, this was like probably the best possible result other than you picking first and us picking sixth. Uh, because, right. because Toronto should be like fun and exciting to watch next year and Vancouver's just going to be a fucking miserable pile of garbage plus like Louis Erickson yeah and I feel like this result <laughs> this, yeah. re- this result doesn't really change the dynamic of the show at all because like you were just kind of like riding it out this year you weren't really upset about anything that happened you were kind of no. like excited about shanahan and the direction that that might bring so now you're still going to be excited and Stefan yep. and i will still be just as fucking miserable and loudly complaining as we were all year this year so like really for the for the sake of the show and what <clears throat> people have come to know and love about it i guess today is like the best possible outcome yeah, and I, I guess that's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it is that you guys lost. Yeah. Um, well, we're kind of used to that by now, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was random because I, I hate to call him out on our podcast, but I was I was speaking with another comedian uh, from Toronto. We're the we're the inverse of each other. So he's from Toronto, but cheers for the Canucks. And I'm obviously live in Vancouver and and cheer for the Leafs. And he was saying that uh, that you know he would way rather be a fan of the Canucks because they play exciting hockey. Uh, when did he and, say that? Uh, so it it was at that point that I realized he's been that, going to bed early lately. Yeah, he really didn't watch that because he's like, oh, he's like, are you trying to tell me the Leafs were a more exciting team this year? They finished last, and I'm like. 
yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. I'm like, I went to five Canucks games live and I w- sought a refund for three of them after the game because what was taking place on the ice was not hockey as was advertised. Yeah, and like... Like, I, sorry, if I can just interrupt. I watched like 70 plus games last year and now my reward for that is getting to watch Ole Ulevi play in the OHL next season. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's just this season was a waste of time, but there was the possibility that like, hey, maybe we'll pick in the top three or something. Yeah. And now we're not, and we're not going right. to get to see that player immediately, which would have been kind of fun and exciting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's funny for me too because I think like I sort of assumed that if the Leafs got Matthews or got the first overall pick, then the the whole Stamkos thing wasn't going to happen because. You know, you've presumably have you see Matthews as your future one C, and you have Kadri penciled in as your number two C. So where do you? I mean, Kadri's probably too strong to be a third line center. So where's Stamkos going to fit in that equation? I know he plays wing a lot in Tampa Bay, but he clearly doesn't like playing wing. So you assume if he's going somewhere as a free agent, he wants to go somewhere where he can uh, play center. So then you start to think, oh, I, I don't know how I feel about this. And then I saw a lot of reporters tweeting that they feel like this is going to increase Stamkos' desire to come to Toronto. Oh. So that got me even more excited. I'm like, okay, well, that to me seems kind of counterintuitive, but some like people that I respect were saying like, oh, this like, you know, you have to think that this is almost like a, like a Wiggins-LeBron situation where like LeBron had that incentive of like, well, the Cavs are going to pick first overall if you come back here kind of thing. I mean, even though they ended up trading Wiggins for So they're going to they're going to trade Matthews is what you're saying. Yeah, they're going to trade Matthews for who's the Kevin Love equivalent? Let's uh, we need like a whiny Brandon Sutter. Baby. Brandon Sutter. No, 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 but no, Kev- Kevin Love is Kevin good. Love is way better than Brandon <laughs> no, Sutter. No, yeah, it's got to be someone right, What do you He's a foundational player. <laughs> he's the kind of player that you win with in the playoffs. Well, Every team would be lucky to have a Brandon Sutter, and you know it, and it's a good deal. Who is the Kevin Love of the NHL? How much are you paying him again? Five million? Uh, Four point five. I it's, think it's Jesus too much. Christ. Yeah, yeah, for too long. Um, but yeah, like I don't. So Kevin Love to me is like a whiny, overrated piss baby. So who's the like NHL equivalent? That's like kind of like like maybe it is like uh, would it be like Corey Perry? Uh, but, but Corey Perry's, Perry's like still, good, though. Yeah, he's like too the, good, yeah. I think. Because even even when they made that deal, people were like, "Love isn't that good." You know yeah. what I mean? Like maybe it's Kessler. It's Kessler. Mm, yeah, and he's got the is. bad con. Yeah, some yeah. bad contract, bad in the room, whiny piss baby. Yeah, Ryan Kessler. That's who it is. So yeah, the Leafs are going to trade Matthews for Kessler. Oh, well, congratulations to Anaheim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. It, it uh, yeah, it, it, it was almost surreal, I have to say, like, <clears throat> pardon me, um, to, like, to actually watch the Leafs win something. And it, it does, it feels weird, because it's such a stupid thing to, like, quote-unquote win. I mean, it's like a lottery, and there's no guarantee of, like, the future success of Matthews or Lina or whoever they draft, but it's just, it just, it was unreal to be like, wow, this is, like, to win this, like, it just felt, yeah, it felt amazing. It was it was really I have kind of ne- crazy. I've never so. ever known that feeling. Oh, come the fuck on! As a uh, hockey fan, the Stanley Cup final in yeah. 2011. The, yeah, but they you're lost. You're telling me when Burroughs scored the goal against Chicago, you didn't believe that all your hopes and dreams would come true. No, for me, yeah, but was, then they didn't. Here's John. For me, it was. I know that, but you believed it. At but that then moment. they didn't. That's, the overtime winner <laughs> of Game Two in the Stanley Cup final. Burroughs scoring that wraparound goal like 13 seconds into overtime or whatever. 
right uh, on Tim Thomas to put them up two nothing in the That's Stanley right. Cup final. I was like, they they're gonna do it. They're up two nothing with five games to play. They there's no way they're gonna lose four of the next five games. It's it's happening. I believed, and then it has just been one painful embarrassment after. It's been another. one punch in the yeah, dick and after another. Don't get and don't get me wrong. Like I agree. Like it's obviously very tough to lose the Stanley Cup final. But all I'm saying is like we have had like we have literally had nothing. Like we've had nothing. Like since I moved from Toronto, I moved from Toronto in 1999. We lost to the Carolina Hurricanes in the Eastern Conference Final joke and then carolina wins the stanley cup we lost to buffalo in the eastern conference final joke buffalo loses the cup on a cheat so that's the those are literally the only things i've had the leafs went up 4-1 against boston they got down to 4-2 matt fratton got a breakaway with four minutes left i said to myself if matt fratton scores this on this breakaway they will win the game if he misses they will lose i that's me being conditioned to be it was less than four minutes it was like two minutes two minutes and 40 seconds left he gets a breakaway i'm like and i'm saying to myself two minutes and 40 seconds they just have to prevent two goals from going in and i knew i was like if he doesn't score this we're going to lose and we lost i've had literally no joy you guys have won multiple playoff rounds you've got to watch two of this generation's greatest players and like honestly a pair of players that may never be seen again certainly not while we're alive i don't think uh you got to watch that happen you got to watch luongo's uh ascendancy uh as like a really cool dude that is great i mean i know that he's not in your town but anymore but still that was dope you had that burrows goal are you kidding me fuck that's insane shit you guys have had actual good shit happen to you yes losing the stanley cup final is bad but it's like legitimately you haven't experienced that it is the fucking worst feeling in the world yeah, and I understand, because you guys really at home in Game 7 fucking sucked, it's, and I totally it's, I, get I, that. You know what, I haven't watched highlights of Game 7. I haven't seen them lift the cup. I haven't seen highlights of the game. I stopped watching after the partway through the second period. I just stopped watching. I was passed out. I haven't seen anything. The entire of the, in the, the entirety since, of the third period. Since 2011, yes, I, I haven't watched a single You had a really strong highlight. pot brownie, and you laid on your friend's carpet. You know, <laughs> yes, everyone knows. Uh <laughs> But, but I ne- all yeah, I'm saying I've never is like, you've had moments. Either. That's all I'm saying. You've we have, but, but it's like, also the feeling of like of knowing that we won't have those moments for a long, long time. That's true. But I also have had that feeling. Like just in the last year and a half, have I been able to get something back? And I'll tell you right now, it feels great. I will just say, so, typical Canucks luck is that uh, they suck ass the year they change the lottery, and <clears throat> any other year we'd be picking third. Yes, that's true. Like, well, or fourth, third or fourth. Well, no, but if, if if no, if the Leafs had won the lottery, I'm saying, if if yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, we'd yeah. still that's, be picking. Yeah, third. yeah, true. Nothing would have changed. True, true. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't redraw. Like this is the first year where they've redrawn like for first, second, and third. Like the Canucks yeah, yeah, have yeah. sucked ass for the majority of their existence, and they've never, never picked first overall. They've yeah. never picked first overall, and they've yeah, never. Yeah, well, we haven't since 1985. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, it we doesn't. Picked first. We picked it first overall in 1985, and we took Wendell Clark, which was great. But he's still not like an, he's not the best player ever. He didn't carry our franchise to anything. And then before that, we picked first overall in like '79, I want to say, and we took Doug Wickenheiser. Yes, famous, uh, famous player, Doug Wickenheiser. He did great for us. It was awesome. Uh, so I like all I'm saying is, 
that, yes, I agree, your franchise is shitty and you're going to be shitty for a while and the people managing the franchise may not be competent, but in the last few years, you've had some joy and definitely none of our, our podcast wouldn't exist because you guys would still be bragging about Vancouver winning. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Yeah, no, like the worse the Canucks are, the better the show is. So there's at least that. And I think the only other positive thing I can think of is that uh, Benning isn't going to get saved by like a franchise player and he's got like a bigger chance of fucking it up and then getting fired. So yeah, I'm almost hoping and then, we're, and then we get to do a real good show live from the tattoo part. I'm going to be so like, honestly, that's going to be the closest I get to the Canucks winning the Stanley cup. I think <laughs> the day Benning gets fired, I'm going to be so happy. Like I may actually cry tears of joy. But see, that's how, that is how I felt. Like, that was the start of the moments for me. It was like, because Nona's taking over for Burke made no sense. Like, I, I still felt like, I mean, I hated Burke's drafting, but I mean, his trades and his ability to get shit done, I mean, you, ha- you had to like it. So it didn't, like, his firing didn't really make sense to me. Then they keep, no- like, Nona's is like a worse Burke, which is crazy. So you're like, oh, now we have this guy. Then Randy Carlisle is the coach who sucks. Uh, so, yeah, like, I know exactly how you feel of, like, I, yeah, because I, Nona's guys replaced are- Burke here, too. Yeah, yeah we you, also know. We've been there. Exactly. Like, you guys right now are my team like three years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we were talking coach. about this before the show. Yeah. We're in yeah. the same position. We were so. literally talking about this before. Yeah, we're in our Nonus years right now from your perspective. Our but, second Nonus But we year. already had our Nonus years. Like, yeah, true. But, but I don't think he fucked you guys up. No, he got us Luongo. So least. it's not like this, we had Dave Nonus. Yeah, he wasn't he like was, Toronto Nonus. Like, he was fired right before he had the opportunity to blow a bunch of cap space on a David Clarkson type. Right, exactly, which is still one of the worst contracts in NHL history. So that's the thing. Yeah, you guys totally, like, you have you have an old-school coach that it, it appears there's a disconnect between him and the players, and you don't, you're don't you not even really sure if he's smart. And he still tucks his T-shirts into his jeans. Randy Carlisle did that, too. It's disgusting. And then uh, <laughs> you've, got a, you've got a GM that, like, you really don't – you're really not sure what his deal is or if he should even really be a GM – uh, you have ownership and and presidency or whatever that you don't trust. I fully like it's almost and you have you have a depleted prospect pool. You've made some r- questionable recent drafting decisions. And that was the least. I mean, look at Tyler Biggs. I mean, are you are you kidding? Like, if you look at that tra- like that now, like we traded our two. Like we did exactly what like all the new draft analytics say you would like never do. We traded two first round picks for one. Like it that's even it's nonsense. We traded twenty three and thirty to move up to twenty one to yeah, get that's, that's Tyler really bad. fucking to get Tyler Biggs and then Anaheim drafted Ricard Raquel and John Gibson with those picks. <laughs> Are you kidding? me? I didn't actually like, realize that. I, I I knew they drafted Biggs. I forgot that they traded up. Yeah, to draft they him. traded okay, up. They were twenty three, <laughs> and I wanted them to take Shinkarik, and they traded up to get Tyler bigs like it's one of those things like they do all those ridiculous nhl comparables and it's always like you know they're not gonna be chris pronger or scott niedermeyer or uh, nicholas backstrom like you know they're not gonna end up being like those players but like tyler biggs's nhl comparable was like 
I don't even like, it was like Glenn Murray or something. Like it was just like <laughs> you're like, what is it? Like you're seeing all this. Like the guy goes before him. They're like, well, you know, if he pans out, he's got a real chance. You know, Washington is going to love this guy. He's going to look good beside Ovechkin. Great disher of the puck. Tyler Biggs. Well, you know what? It's in his name. He's big. He's a big <laughs> guy, and he and he puts skates on, and he goes around the rink, and I'll tell you, he does some stuff. And that's great. And then Anaheim takes Raquel and Gibson. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, it's just ridiculous. So, yeah, you guys are in the same place. You you made a questionable decision taking Vertanen. Your prospect pool is not that great. So, Legit- yeah. Like, I legitimately, mean, the only thing I think we have over Toronto in terms goalie. of prospects is, is goaltending. Yeah, totally. That's 100%. pretty much it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that's going to be the interesting part with Toronto is, like, are like do they think with Matthews and then potentially some offseason moves like do they think they're going to be able to compete next year like not I, they're not obviously going to win the cup next year but like be a playoff team and if so I'm interested to see what they do with their goal to, I mean maybe John Gibson is a guy they look at or well, Freddie You don't Anderson. need like a fantastic goalie to win the Stanley no, Cup they you just, just need, need a goalie Jonathan to be Burton. fantastic yeah. for the playoffs Yeah maybe yeah. you should trade next year's first round pick for Jonathan Gibson possibly <laughs> Like Antti Niemi yeah, has won does. a Stanley Cup and Antti Niemi fucking sucks yeah because so. we've never we've never had a problem trading first round picks for goaltenders in the past it's never been <laughs> yeah. an issue for us so we should hey uh so we there's, there's a that. there's a goal you may have heard of his name is ryan miller huh? Ooh, yeah. i have heard of him he wasn't uh, he good in the olympics six years ago uh that was 2010 that was that was actually uh earlier this year he's make sure to tell uh your gm that that was earlier this year he's also I one will. of television's hottest stars on TV's hockey wives. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, we. I mean, playmates love Toronto. He so. brings a lot of celebrity star power to uh, Toronto. I think you're really gonna love him there. I, I, um, I don't. Uh, uh, is there the problem? The thing that it would concern me about Ryan Miller uh, playing somewhere like Toronto is like, could he get even whiter? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that might be the serious issue for Miller is like, can his pigments literally handle being any whiter? I mean, I know he played in Buffalo, but like, I feel like Toronto's, well, it's not worse than Buffalo, but it's about the same. And and I think that was part of the reason why he had to leave. Well, it's Buffalo was, weather in like a nice, in like a fun yeah, city. There's stuff in, to do. Yeah, in like a, good, in like a yeah. good city. But yeah, I, I just don't, I think Vancouver now that his skin has understood what it means to have some vitamin D. I don't like he might turn into a ghost. <laughs> um, John, we were also talking before uh, we got you on the line about uh, Ian Mendez tweeted earlier that like a lot of people will refuse to admit it, but it, it's true. The NHL is better when the Leafs are relevant or whatever. Um, and a lot of people did refuse to admit that, as the tweet may be. Uh, but we were kind of saying, like, this is a team that's going to get that coverage <laughs> and be in the number one slot on, uh, you know, Hockey Night in Canada, on Sports Center every single night, no matter how terrible they are. There's, like, no correlation between quality and coverage. So if we're going to get them fucking shoved in our face anyways... They may as well be good, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I remember ten years ago. I know you don't have particularly fond memories of like those late stage Matt Sundin teams with like, you know, Darcy Jonas Tucker Hoagland. and 
Yeah, Jason we had a really great whoever. top line. Didn't oh, you guys Jason trade for uh, Owen Nolan at one point? Who? The Leafs. Didn't they have Owen Nolan for a bit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had yeah. Owen Nolan, but no. Trade? Trade? Was Stephen? it a... Hell no. That's pre-salary cap. We gave that motherfucker $7 million. Jesus Christ. But, you <laughs> no. know, I don't, I don't know if it was seven, but we just gave Nolan away. Like, that was back in the, like... Like, the salary cap exists because the league felt... They're like, Toronto, you, you can't just ice and all 36-year-old players. Like, you can't just give them all $7 million. Well, it like, wasn't you just have Toronto. To the Rangers were doing that also. True. Oh, that's true, yeah. Perhaps even true. worse. Yeah, that's true. But what that's I was going to say is, like, those late-stage Pat Quinn Leafs teams yeah. were, like, still pretty exciting to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the- we had Cobberley, I mean, one of the best Leafs of all time. Very underrated. We always had good goaltending um, in, the- in those days. Uh, you know, obviously, it took a sharp turn uh, once we at- traded that aforementioned first-round pick for uh, Vesa Toscala. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, those were good teams to watch. And I, I agree. Like, I, I think anyone who didn't see the Leafs play after they called up all the young guys from the Marlies in February uh, missed out. Like, I, I honestly, I watched one period of the Leafs season before February. Um, and uh, just because I, I just, yeah, I, I can't. Wasn't exciting, the you know, and everyone knew it was a rebuild. Then they called all those players up, and and it was really exciting to watch. And Babcock will will have them, you know, he's he's good at getting the best out of guys, and I think he's going to put guys in the right situations to succeed. Um, I think you know a lot of people are saying they think like Matthews plus Babcock is going to be a deadly combination because they feel like Matthews has that two way game that like Babcock can really like make into something special. So. I'm excited for all that, and I think, yeah, you know, I get that people hate the Leafs, but I'm the same with the Canucks. I mean, I live in Vancouver. Uh, it's a lot more entertaining. I mean, we've been, spo- I've been spoiled, like I've said before on the podcast, as a non-Canucks fan that the Sedins have been around because they're always been amazing to watch and they're great people. Um, so that's always been good, you know. And so, yeah, it's it's not really in your best interest, like. Like for me, living in Vancouver, it sucks when the Canucks are really bad. Since like, I if I want to go to a live hockey game, like I got to watch this horrible team, and then you know, and it's just not fun. Like it's, I obviously don't get me wrong, I never want the Canucks to succeed, but I want them to be exciting for sure. You said the uh, the Matthews Babcock combination is going to be pretty huge, but uh, let me throw another combination at you, John Willie Desjardins and uh, Jake Furtanen. Oh baby! Yeah, you know they uh, they they hooked up a uh, like a heart monitor to Willie Desjardins when he was coaching uh, at like a university, and he literally is constantly having a panic attack the entire game. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, it was in uh, I think it was in like a McLean's article about Willie Desjardins when he first got hired by the Canucks, and everyone was kind of like hyped on him. Uh, and legitimately, like he's constantly having a panic attack, and the article paints it as like a good thing. That he's in this like elevated state of mind, but he just cares. He can't so make much. decisions. Like he's he's just like fully panicking the entire game. He's like having a mild heart attack the entire game. That makes game. so much sense. Yeah, because you see him twitching around. Because he and looks shaking. like he's having a panic attack the whole game. Yeah, he's yeah. got like the Stone Cold Steve Austin like head yeah. wobble yeah. kind of thing going on. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's gonna be cool is when uh, Anaheim hires Travis Green <laughs> and Calgary hires Bruce Boudreaux, and we keep. Uh, the heart attack guy. Yeah. Dude, like, man, that Bruce Boudreaux thing is hilarious. It's, like, exactly the same thing when he left Washington. Like, 
he's a great coach and fans hate him yeah, and i stupid. don't understand he's, it doesn't he's won the division i think sense. eight eight out of nine years he's been coaching or seven out of eight or whatever yeah they've won, won the, the division, division title yeah it's crazy yeah i'm like how do you hate him what like this is clearly franchises that haven't had the randy carlisle's and willie desjardins of the world or the bob hartley's Oh yeah, coaching well, their team. Anaheim, like, Anaheim has had Randy Carlisle. Well, like after, yeah, the that's Rangers, true. They've had him. Yeah. Oh my god. After the Rangers got knocked out by the Penguins, you see all these fucking Rags fans being like, "Oh, we gotta get rid of Elaine Vigneault. He's really holding us down. His choices don't make any sense, and his incomprehensible favoritism towards Tanner Glass is just ridiculous." And it is ridiculous, though. Glass that, must have something on it. Uh, that, that I do agree with, and the fact that that is not just the same complaint, but literally the same fucking player as same when player. he was in Vancouver Crazy. is hilarious. But also, as somebody who has cheered for a team that did fire Elaine Vigneault on a whim because they felt like the team, I don't know, had like tuned him out and it's easier to get rid of your coach than to get rid of your team... I can tell you from first-hand experience, don't fire Elaine Vigneault. It is not worth it. Like, just don't do it. Don't. I think, you know what, I'll be honest, like, and this is maybe not correct, but, like, coming as, like, a casual observer of the Canucks, like, I actually think the Aquilinis are totally at the mercy of the fans. Like, I actually think, like, they can't handle hearing negativity about the team but then they make moves that are wrong based on like that like like fire like i actually think they fired av because of the fans well they fired Gil- I, I they fired gillis the gillis day after definitely because of the they, fired they fired gillis the day gillis after people AV chanted fire fans. gillis people were chanting yeah. fire gillis and the next day gillis was fired yeah that's what i mean like i think they can't like they really want like i guess they're concerned that people will stop buying domino's pizza if the canucks are bad or like whatever but uh, or like building their buildings they own a few they own a lot of domino's too but they it's just a weird like just in case people didn't know that they they own several domino's franchises uh i used to curl with their personal banker um it's not like i had no any of their banking information or anything but like um but like some of it though but i won't say it all but like it's fine um (laughs) But yeah, like I think that because then they so they fired AV and then they fired Gillis and oh shit, like we now like people didn't actually want that. Oh shit, like oh it was just like the idiots that come to the game. Like oh it was people from Chilliwack that Shannon fired <laughs> Gillis. Like what? Like oh shit. So then they're like oh we better do something because we the fans have to like us. Then they hire Trevor Linden. And they're like, oh, this, there's no way this is going to go wrong. Everybody loves Linden. And they're like, oh, man, we didn't realize it would only take three years before people forgot he was even a player. No, um, not even so, yeah, three. Two, whatever it's been, yeah. <laughs> and even if you go back a year, like, yeah, there were people who were very fucking unhappy last year, too. Totally. So that's the thing is, like, I just, I think that it, it is legitimately, like, the public, like, they can't handle any type of public pressure even though they need to realize playing in a canadian market there's always going to be public pressure and it's funny because it seems like the public perception is that all of the guys that they fired were just like fall guys who were being forced to like take the brunt of the blame for what were ownership's stupid decisions in the first place yeah totally um like the ownership basically took the reins after 2011 
got close to the top of the mountain but didn't quite seal the deal. And you'll notice that everything has been a fucking disaster since then. So, yeah. Totally. They're all about just insulating themselves from blame or bad press and really, like, just just be bad. It's, it's like, it's all, all of their decision-making, all of, like, their whole, like, we can't lose, the tank is, like, unacceptable. It's all based on pride and there's nothing... What does this franchise have to be fucking proud there about? There is nothing that holds you back from, like, being what you need to be worse than pride. This and franchise just... has nothing to be proud about. We have a fucking statue outside our arena of our coach fucking surrendering. surrendering. He's waving the white flag. That's what we're most known for. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is, this is where we're at, John. Listen, uh, you know... Um, I don't know. I, I know in France, they don't have any statues of of uh, De Gaulle surrendering. No, they, um, or whatever. they so, just name their airport after him, so it's fine. True. I don't even think he was the one who surrendered. I was really trying to figure out who it was. Maybe it was De Gaulle in World War II, but I couldn't remember. I don't know. Someone, someone will correct like, me. in charge at the end of the war, anyway. Yeah, I know. I just I can't remember if he was the one who actually surrendered, so it might be a completely irrelevant point, but you get it. Yeah, it is a weird... Yeah, it's it's a weird thing you guys got going there. It's um, brutal. I'm kind of excited to see just how fucking shitty it is next season. It's going to be a disaster. Like, this season yeah. we knew was going to be brutal. But, like, next season, like, what do we have to be excited about? Like I said, they're going to sign Louis Erickson to a massive contract. If Lucic is available, they'll sign him to a massive contract. We're going to draft fifth overall and not see that player next year. Besser's not yeah, coming no. for another year and a half. Demko is going to be playing in the AHL. We have fucking nothing to look forward oh, to next gonna year. Oh, it's going to be exactly the same. It's going to be worse because at least this year we thought, oh, well, next year can't be as bad. <laughs> you know what, though? Look on the bright side. Um, P.A. Parento is going to look great as your first line winger. He's going to be very good. And also, our friend John is so happy. And I'm happy, boys. It's a great, it's a great time to be alive. I would say overall. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I think that the really interesting thing is like, yeah, you're talking about all that stuff, and it's all so true. And like the attendance and the season ticket numbers and the I hope like, the fucking team moves. Are, I hope the team fucking moves to Seattle and wins the Stanley Cup there. So the Aquil- like, be... I, I want them to move. I want them out of my life. Like, they've done nothing but bad things to me. They've caused nothing but suffering. I hate them. (laughs) I fucking hate them, and I fucking hate myself for even caring about this at all. Like, what is the point? I don't know. Move to Seattle, or fucking just nuke Vancouver. Have I I talked about this on the show before, (laughs) that Francesco Aquilini follows me on Twitter? Yeah. But, I mean, he hasn't been on Twitter for, like, two years. And then I DM'd him... Um, to please, please sell, sell the, the team. team. Have we talked about this on the show? Yeah. Before? Did he ever unfollow you? No, I don't think so. Well, if they That's fired awesome. Gillis after the fans chanted "fire Gillis," all we have to do is chant "move the team" or "sell the team," and we'll just be rid of them. <laughs> but Stefan, I don't think you'd be able to handle it because they'll move the team, they'll win the cup in the first year, and then 15 years from now, while we're doing the podcast, people from Seattle are going to be complaining about how bad their team was, <laughs> even though they won the cup in the franchise's first year of <laughs> but, existence. But like I said, it'll be better it's for be the. Oh. It'll be better for the podcast, John. That's crazy. That would I never know. happen. No, you wouldn't think it would, would you? <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> that seems it seems irrational, Justin. I have to admit. 
Uh, I, I think that was our first ever Stefan rant on the show. I know he really, he really I think, rampaged. Like a bit I there. legitimately think, I think about this a lot. That if the Canucks folded or moved, my life would just improve, like immediately. <laughs> I, I'd be saving money. I'd be less stressed. I'd I just have more free time to you know do whatever, do exercise, activities, do activities. Exactly. Pick up new hobbies. Yeah, yeah. I could start making model airplanes. That'd be kind of fun. I was thinking the exact <laughs> same <laughs> thing. Yeah. Maybe we could do it together. I'd love to. <laughs> Let's start making model airplanes. Yeah. No, but legitimately, if the Canucks moved, it would be a net gain. It would be positive overall in my life if they moved. Legitimately, for my mental health, for my physical well-being, for like everything. <laughs> So are you and your dad renewing your season tickets next year? Or? Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to oh, be on the man, show later, great. actually. So yeah, we're we're calling we're calling the common man. Yeah, talking to the common man who can afford season tickets. Get his take on it. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I feel like there's probably some sort of festival party that you should be at right now, John. Is that uh, right? Yeah, I, I literally, this is my life. I, I left an after party with free food and booze to come to my hotel room by myself and be on this podcast. Oh, were you drinking so booze? Yeah, you were That's en- how happy you were? You were enjoying well, that booze, obviously. Boys, there's, when, you, when the ginger ale becomes all you can drink, uh, <laughs> with, like, Every other day of my life, um, it uh, I'll tell you, shit gets serious. <laughs> so yeah, but yes, I, I'm, I am going to return to the after party, and uh, and I will continue to celebrate. They they have a make your own poutine and a make your own nachos station, and I've been neglecting those. That sounds for the like last a really minutes. bad idea. It sounds like the best idea. Okay, well, can you yeah. take a picture of it? I have, okay. and I will send it, and we can include it on the show blog. Okay, perfect, okay. excellent. Perfect. <laughs> well, boys, I, I do, you know, obviously, I love you guys as well, and I, I do feel badly for your team, but it is greatly overshadowed by my own joy for mine. Oh, yeah, and it's making for great podcasting. So. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, enjoy the rest of the show, and uh, I will uh, I'll see you guys next week. Well, John, I'll say this about you. In the end... I don't hate you as much as I did when we started talking. <laughs> oh, well, that makes me feel a lot better. Thank you, Justin. I wasn't going to be able to sleep tonight, so I'm glad. I was going to go back down to the after party and sit in the corner by myself. People will be like, what's wrong? Justin hates me. <laughs> like, who's Justin? Don't worry about it. He's just very mad. <laughs> All right, boys. See you later. Yeah, have fun. Bye, John. Okay, Thanks. we'll do. See you guys. Bye. Well, Stefan, we, we checked in with uh, our friend John over on the East Coast. I'm so happy for him. He's obviously very, very happy. But uh, I think it's time that we check in with people who are a little bit more in our persuasion, a little bit more on the miserable end of things. Do you think we should do that? I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, we're joined now by uh, two special guests, one in the room, one on the line. Uh, it is, of course, Stefan, your roommate, Chris Adam, fan favorite. He returns to the program in the room with us. Chris, hello. Hi there. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And uh, on the line with us is your dad, yeah. Paul Heck. Uh, we're joined by both of them for a brand new segment that we call Old Collar, New Collar, White Collar, Blue Collar. Paul, thank you for joining us. Glad, well, as glad as a Canuck fan can be to be here tonight. <laughs> it's not a great day. No, it is not. It was, it was so promising. 
are are we all just feeling quite glum? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Well, as as I said to Stefan, you know, it could have been worse. Yeah. Yeah, Edmonton I'm could not have been sure how it overall. could have been much worse, but it could have been worse. Yeah, I think John had said before we began recording that maybe Columbus picking first overall might have been worse. But then, like, everybody gets to be sad together, and I don't feel like I'm personally missing out on happiness. You know what I mean? Uh, no, see, see, I was thinking if we'd picked six, that would have been worse. Yeah. But that's all, that's really uh, just relative. Well, you texted me uh, right before uh, the lottery. Or this might have been after the lottery. You said, "What's the right beverage for a Canucks draft lottery party? <laughs> Beer, whiskey, or fentanyl?" <laughs> and uh, the answer is C. The answer is fentanyl. Do you have any fentanyl? That's true. I'm thinking fentanyl is the right answer. Yeah. Did you have any fentanyl lying around? We can well, bleep this no, out. Uh, yeah, I did, and I had some Narcan, and that's why I can talk to you now. <laughs> Well, Paul, you are a season ticket holder, uh, so things that the Canucks do from a business perspective are, uh, I would say, catering, but perhaps pandering is a more uh, fitting word in this case, to people like you uh, whose uh, money towards the team kind of hinge uh, or hinges, rather, on the things that they might do to lure you back with uh, the promise of hope for next year. How much does uh, the team picking fifth kind of uh, weigh into what you might do with those tickets heading into next season? Well, I, I think what it will do is I'll probably get a lot less for them when I try to sell them than I would have if we had number one pick. If I can just it probably means, means I'm going to be very, very generous with my tickets to people who might otherwise not go to the game. That, that would be you blue know, collar homeless here. people, strangers on the street, that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and your son's roommate also. Well, that's he's going to be homeless soon, is what I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It seems like they are kind of stuck. Uh, trying to appeal to the people who are buying tickets by not going in on a losing product. As somebody who uh, is, you know, forking up the cash to have season tickets, if they just outright did what Toronto did this season and were, you know, as bad as they could be on purpose, would you as a paying customer be repelled by that versus what they're doing otherwise? Well, you see, see, the problem I have is if I look at the long game, I really do want them to mess up because um, I don't have exactly the seats I want. And so every year I get the chance to improve my seating position. And I figure one or two more years and I'll be exactly where I want to be. <laughs> so that's that's the long game. You can see the seats that you want from where you're sitting, but you're not I, quite there. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, you know, one more. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to improve this season when I get to pick. And um, I am sure that uh, if we have a season like I think we're going to have, we'll be able to improve the next year. And, and then I want them to start winning. <laughs> Occasionally. But not until you get those seats. I'm very selfish. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, I will put it out to the table. Did anyone among us feel so bold as to believe that the Canucks might win the lottery this this afternoon. I thought maybe I thought top three. I was like, it, come on, like they deserve a top three pick. I, I had hope, and that was in retrospect really really stupid of me. Yeah, uh, I think I think we're all kind of in the same boat here. We we weren't even asking for first overall. I wanted I was happy with third overall. You yeah, know? yeah. 
I, yeah. I let myself. I mean, I was really good. I've been a fan of this team long enough, and I know the disappointment that I was really good leading up to the draft. And then just in the last few days, I find I let my guard down, and I started to think, you know, what if, what if. So I was pretty crushed when they flipped that fifth card over. I knew it, though. I mean, before they even flipped it over, like, who was it that came up six? And I was like, I, it's going to be the Canucks then. If Calgary. Someone, yeah. yeah. The Calgary came up, yeah. And then it was like, okay, we're going to be we're gonna be next. What about you, Dad? No, I, I, I still had hope. I still had hope. I went, everybody, they're, just, they're not even bumping anybody. And Calgary, okay, well, that, that's fine. No, no, I was disappointed. I was, I was, I was okay with maybe with fourth. Really, I wanted third. You know, and the rest would have been gravy. Now this is just this was a stab just into the heart. It wasn't right through. Sixth would have been right through. This was just a stab into the heart. Yeah, sixth with Edmonton picking first would have been the like ultimate. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was blow. expecting uh, Edmonton first, Toronto fourth, Vancouver sixth. So yeah. at least that didn't happen, I guess. Yeah, I, like I never once considered the fact that the Canucks could have Austin Matthews next season. Like, never even entertained the idea for even a second because it seemed too wildly far-fetched. But, like, Lina or Puglia Yarvi, I, I definitely had time to entertain those ideas and uh, all for naught in the end. I, I honestly, I fell asleep a lot of nights thinking about one of those two fans playing with the Sedins. <laughs> Despite what listeners of the show may think I do yeah. when I'm going to bed, that's actually not a completely accurate portrayal of my life. <laughs> it was watching YouTube videos of Patrick Laney with the stupid music at the beginning and the stupid little videos they always start out with. You know, you watch those videos and it's like it's put together with it by a 13 year old kid. Yeah, and it's like two minutes of him like celebrating. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid celebrations and music, but I'd watch through the whole thing. <laughs> are you typing something dad are you on one of your corvette forums right now paul um well, i'm always on that corvette forum are, are you arguing with the two a's sorry with which one with the two a's with the second amendment guys are you on there right now oh i you know what when they get into that i don't even get into that stuff i argue with the guys there's a guy who put up a a thing about crazy craziness in in um and thinking that included um green space aliens that they used the alien from star trek and there's a guy who says that's exactly right that's exactly what the the aliens um the, the aliens uh dragons no wait a minute dragons dinosaurs is it the lizard the people spring of of aliens and angels so i argue with him this is on your car message board just to be clear. well it's the politics religion and controversy board forum of the car uh, okay yeah <laughs> but you like trolling it it's like like, like father, like son, right? So yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of guys. I, I look to see if I see their they they've responded to a thread. I look and see what they said, and then troll them. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter what they're talking about. I'll I'll troll them. It's so. impossible not to. It's a natural reaction nowadays. Well, I, I'm telling you, they are so crazy. They their their political thinking is absolutely insane. Um. Actually, I can probably, they, they were talking about um, uh, um, Trump's choices for... Uh, for vice president? For vice, well, for his cabinet. Yeah, oh. Oh, they're just insane. They are just absolutely insane. If, if you give me a second here, I will tell you what they think they would be. Absolutely. Oh, it's his pick for attorney general is the... Um, the, uh, the 
chairman of this like committee on Benghazi. So they're ecstatic. That's Hillary's worst nightmare. Oh, okay. I thought it might be Joe the plumber. Oh, no. And, and here's one. Cruz for Supreme Court judge. Palin for Secretary of Energy. Walker for Secretary of HUD. And this is the one that I think is just, I, I, this is going to win Trump the election, just hands down. Chuck Norris for Secretary of the Military. <laughs> I, I wasn't for Trump, but I think I am now. <laughs> I mean, how can you resist? I mean, if Chuck Norris is going to be in the cabinet. I, I, what, what could possibly go wrong? Well, back to hockey. Uh, <laughs> beautiful diversion. I like, yeah, no, that was great. Um, are we, uh, who do you think they're going to pick, Dad? And then I'll ask Chris as well. I'll throw it to both of you guys. Um, I, I have the feeling it'll be hard for us to resist a, a good hockey name like Kachuk. I mean, how can you resist that? I'd be happy with Kachuk. Chris, what about you? Well, I mean, the guys I know the least about and I've only heard a little bit about and they're kind of negative things were Brown and Jones. So one of them, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I've only maybe five or six players or I've, I've really watched stuff on my own about and I really know much about. So I'd really like them to see. I mean, if Dubois fell, that's the, like the ultimate prize. And then after that, for me, it'd probably be to uh, to Chuck or Nylander. Um, but I mean, if they took one of the defensemen like Yulevi or even that Sergeyev or whatever, you know, I wouldn't be upset at that. I mean, yeah, I I just wish it was someone we could watch on the team next. That's year, what I, that's the thing for me. So no matter what, yeah. it's disappointing, right? I mean, yeah. at this point, honestly, if some team was coming up with like trading up then I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah. Let's let's go the Seahawks route. Let's like trade down and just not take first round picks anymore. And like I think we could really get Richard Sherman out of the third round of this draft. <laughs> or fifth round. Fifth round. Well, I think the biggest question mark that I have is uh like who's faced the most adversity? Like is anybody like partially blind or deaf or like That's true. Very stupid yeah. or like something like that. Who has overcome the Yeah, most? Uh, Jim Benning. Yes. <laughs> that's true. And I'm sure there's like lots of players who aren't projected to get drafted at all. So if we took one of them, I mean that's like, you know Think how happy they would be. And, right? the, yeah. and the adversity that they would have to overcome to not be being the as good as everybody that you slated yeah. them yeah. to be. I mean exactly. they'd show up to camp and they'd be so much worse than everybody. They'd have so much adversity to get over. <laughs> like it would it, that's really like that's a great idea. We should pick a player from a different sport uh, that's even well, I, better you know, they just had the nfl draft there's got to be some guys hanging around yeah i mean we could have the michael jordan of baseball of hockey on our team <laughs> paul have they been so bold as to ask for more money for next season's tickets than they did for this year's no i don't know i don't think they have um they they actually they they tend to beg they call and make sure and um you know i mean actually i renewed early just because and and I got two extra tickets, which I was able to give away to somebody at work who thought they'd died and gone to heaven. So there are still some fans out there who w actually... Was it someone at work that you hated? No, 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 I didn't hate her. <laughs> but no, no, she was just... No, it was just somebody at work that, that you know, I, I was running out of people to offer them to. And she was just ecstatic when I offered them to her. So it, it was a gazillion brownie points. <laughs> and then she went to the game and... and uh, she to the yeah, I'm trying to think of which game it was. Um, Wasn't it the San Jose one? It was the San which Jose one. She had a great time. <laughs> I think the one they actually might have won. Oh, that was pretty fun. Yeah. I was at that game too. That no, was no, that, this was during the phase when they weren't winning games. Oh, okay, okay, never mind then. That the good, which was oh, actually so was last, last season this year. Yeah. So <laughs> she hasn't spoken to you since then. I think. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah, there is that. Which you know may might be a good thing. <laughs> 
Oh, well, we got a mailbag to get to here, Paul, but uh, did want to get the opinions of the common man, the common fan who can afford to fork out uh, whatever it is you pay for those season ticket packages. So uh, thank Thanks. you for offering your thoughts on that, as well as uh, how to effectively troll politically minded people on car forums. <laughs> well, I'm always glad to contribute. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thanks. Bye-bye, guys. Yeah, see Bye. Ya. Bye. <laughs> Well, fellas, with that in the books, Chris, why don't you hang around and uh, join us for uh, everybody's favorite audience interaction segment, anyways. It's the Twitter mailbag! It's letter time! It's letter time! Flutter time! It's it, it, flutter time! What am I reading? Flutter time! Flutter, flutter, flutter time! Next question. Stefan, anything good in the mailbag this week? Uh, well, I asked specifically for like lottery-related questions and condolences. There's a lot of I'm sorry's. Um, Grania said, uh, "Can you murder me?" And I guess that was directed at the show. So, I mean, I mean, we could. I, I, if the show does it, we can't all individually get charged for something. Right? Yeah. And Grania's inviting it. She said, "Can we murder her?" Yeah, so. it is invitational euthanasia that yeah. we do have experience with exactly. on this program. Yeah. So, uh, Grania, yes, we can. But I, I like you, and we would love for you to be on the show again. So please. But but if we murdered her, chin up, she buckaroo. wouldn't. She wouldn't have to watch the Canucks anymore. That's true. So so like you we'd were be doing saying, her a favor. Net she, positive. She's she's really lovable though. Like she'd have to do something bad. Like she'd have to like bite Stefan, and then I could see Justin like with the shotgun crying and putting her down. You know. <laughs> And it'd be a fitting end, too, for someone who loves dogs. I mean... Yeah. It's true. I, I, suppose, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I'd rather get off this question and not think about killing my friend. But, yeah. I mean, we Well, she it. asked us. Yeah, so. it's true. It's true. Uh, Reese Albrecht asks, could this have gone any worse for you? And a follow-up, any positives at all? And I feel as though we've kind of addressed this already. Yeah. It could have gone worse. Edmonton could have picked first. That would have been the absolute worst case scenario. I would have probably given up on hockey altogether. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, So at least they didn't pick first. Calgary is picking after us. I don't mind Winnipeg. I don't mind Columbus. Honestly, I don't mind Toronto that much either. Yeah. I will in the in the coming years, but right now it's like whatever. Like I'm kind of happy for Winnipeg, if anything. Oh yeah, they have to like, fucking live in Winnipeg. Yeah, and they're gonna get like Lina, and it's who's be awesome. Sweet, yeah, and uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy for Winnipeg. I like Columbus. Good good fans. Toronto, you know, mostly there's some good fans there. Like John's Winnipeg, a good fan. Winnipeg, like outside of maybe like kind of racistly running Evander Kane out of town a little bit. And that's more the media, I think. Yeah, right? uh, like they're just too benign to that, be. That kind of seemed fifty-fifty to me too. Like, I mean, it seemed like he definitely did not get a fair shake because of the color of his skin, but he also has had some attitude problems. Yeah, too. true. Because but... I mean, they followed him. Those problems have followed him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to call Gary Lawless like a racist per se, but like, <laughs> didn't you call him that once already? I probably no, it was I like know. it was a hundred percent. There was definitely like with the fan base and the kind of commentary you saw, there was definitely racial motivation. I oh just, yeah, you know, those final and straws with him getting pushed out of town—that was his teammate. Uh, yeah, know, and but like him out for Winnipeg is also like behavior. probably one of the most racially oh, charged cities in the entire country. Yeah, so hundred percent, it's not entirely uh, yeah. unexpected. And, and, and I mean, you see it. You got you guys were talking about it before with with like if you look at PK Subban and. 
Eric Carlson. You know, PK just doesn't get the credit he deserves. And you got to wonder, it's like, you know, there's obviously some racism behind that. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. This, we're not, in the hockey world, we're not quite as familiar with it as all you NFL fans are, where you've seen it for years with, you know, guys get praised for their hard work and their character when, and their they're, grit. when they're white guys. And then when they're like insanely talented black athletes and they have character issues, you know, it's like yeah, that, that same stupid storyline, the Cam Newton storyline. Yeah, exactly. This is a good question here because uh, I really like this idea. Uh, small upsetter polar vortex asks, what are the odds the Leafs lose their lottery ticket in the laundry? And I just like the idea that like, you have to have like a ticket to make your draft pick. And if they lose the ticket, they can't make the pick. (laughs) (laughs) And I really wish that was the case because I'd love to see what Benning did with his ticket. (laughs) Frantically looking for it. Left in the pocket of the jacket that went to the dry cleaners. Yeah, exactly. Day of the draft. He's frantically tearing his house apart. I just I just realized when you were talking about potentially worse scenarios than what could have been. Like one worse scenario would have been when they announced that the Canucks were picking fifth that like Linden just yelled out what the player he was going to take. Because that's like not out of the realm of possibility the way these guys have run. Like, nice, we're getting you a levy. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> the, Benning went on the radio after and basically said what his top five was. Yeah, so, I know. It's, and he really? said it before, yeah. And who was number five? Well, he basically, he's like, if there's a defenseman... You know, it's going to be you, Levy, at five, most likely. Okay. It'll be between you, Levy, and Kachuk, because I think Dubois is going to go to the Oilers, because they're go best or player they available. Or they just trade the pick down. They could, yeah, yeah. And whoever picks it up is going to take Dubois anyway, so. Um, this one comes to us from uh, your boy, the Zoobs, at the Zoobs, from Sportsfeld, uh, your friend and mine, and he writes in, who is your worst case scenario pick at fifth overall? Uh, Max Jones. I think, yeah, Chris kind of mentioned it before. Just I sniped one of the, it from you from before the yeah. show. <laughs> well, Craig Button put his list out right after the uh, the lottery results for Yeah, and I sniped Brown from him. Yeah. So he had, uh, like, the consensus top four, and then he had the Canucks picking Logan Brown at fifth. Yeah, and uh, his, like, write-up on him was, was like, like, six, big. six. Yeah. Big. Yeah. yeah. Center. Yeah, so it was, like, Austin Matthews, and, like, there's a little column for, like, skill set, and Austin Matthews is, like, elite skill, and Patrick Laney's, like, elite shot, and Pugliarvi's, like, great all-around player, and Dubois is, like, great two-way center, and then Brown is six foot big. Six. He's, big. He's big. We, we've had our notice. We don't need our bigs. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, good You're fitting back. in seamlessly. There you uh, go. Yeah. There you go. Just need to like curse out college students and you can stick around. Yeah, while, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Those damn kids. Uh, and uh, Zoops follows it up with my follow-up question is just an elaborate handshake with Cullen. <laughs> um, and he's not here to enjoy that, but I greatly enjoy it. So there's that. Stefan, anything else jumping out at you? Uh, Ron Sweeney. This wasn't from the question thing, but it's, it, I thought it was a funny tweet. I said, Dubar Kachuk would be cool, I guess, which means it won't happen. And uh, Ron Sweeney said, hey, what's the worst that could happen? 45 years of hockey suffering? <laughs> At least I've only been alive for 30 of them and, like, consciously watching for, like, 20. Oh, I know. My dad's, my dad's been watching the entire time. That's so, brutal. Like, I, yeah, it's That unreal. is brutal. Yeah. He, deser- he deserves his he fancy did go to a. He went to a Toronto Maple Leafs finals game in 67, uh, though. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Which is pretty cool. So... But yeah, he's a Canucks fan. So yeah, no, yeah, I can't imagine enduring that. Like enduring it for that long, it's like like you guys deserve the wit to see the win more. You know what I mean? Like, well, just yeah, it's it's painful. Yeah, it. Uh, it's only getting it really worse. Uh, Ryan Lambert at Two Line Pass, former guest on this program, writes in with, "Do you think Benning is opening? Is, do you think Benning is open to trading the number five pick for a roster player? And if so, 
who is a realistic target? Now, I already replied to him on Twitter, so yes. I'll just read what I said. I said, uh, number one, yes, and number two, someone bad. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I could see him trading down for, like, the eighth or ninth pick or something uh, and, you know, picking one of the defensemen and, you know, getting an extra. Like, I, But he's, he has roster player, I guess. So yeah. it would be for a defenseman, maybe, like, Travis Hamanick. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, worse I- things – could happen. I That's will tell you bad. right now. It is, but worse things could happen. I'll tell you right now. I was thinking like, oh, who's like a checking line center that he might want to trade for? Like, who's like showing up the third line in like Carolina? Don't they have like one of the look worst at, look at Jordan Stahl, Stahl brothers? Yeah. yeah, like go get Jordan Stahl to round out your collection <laughs> with Brandon Sutter. Uh, no, he's going to travel into the future and trade for uh, Logan Brown 10 years from now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, they're either going to draft Logan Brown or they're going to trade the pick to the Kings for, like, Dustin Brown yeah. Yeah. and Kyle Clifford. Yeah. And, like, it'll be, like, a crap package like he got for Kessler, only they won't even get the 23rd either. Oh, it'll, just, be uh, like, it'll be, like, the Kings second this year, uh, Dustin Brown, Kyle Clifford, and someone else. He'll be like, look, we're getting, like, our entire bottom six. And on the, a, a bright side side, I, uh, on the bright side, making that trade would allow L.A. to clear the room to sign Nolan Lucic yeah. so and, that Benning And probably cannot. Dan Hamhuis. And probably Dan Hamhuis right out from under us, too. Like, you know, they would trade us, the players, without Benning realize he was giving them the cap space to sign. I mean, it's not like I really think they need to sign Dan Hamhuis for next year, but either way. Yeah. You brought up the Kessler trade, and uh, I do want to go on a little sidebar here, and it's so funny, and I just love it, that Benino is just, like, killing it in the playoffs. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Especially being, like, last year... Well, we saw his compete level in the series against Calgary. He just is uh, too slow. It doesn't have the step. Did you the... see the move that he pulled on, um, was it Orlov? Where he just deked him out of his skates. On the goal that he yeah. scored? Uh, no, that uh, I think Lovejoy scored. Okay. I haven't seen that one. It, was, on, it was like Mario Lemieux. I saw his like backhand goal, which was pretty nice. Yeah, he's, he's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. He is good. Yeah. And he he's on a cheap contract. A steal of a deal Yeah, 1.9 million. And again this year... And we just had to Underrated go. part of the Brandon Sutter trade is we traded our second rounder for their third rounder. <laughs> like, how does that yeah. even Fuck fucking everything. happen? Yeah, no, I... Uh, yeah. Fuck and, and, uh And the player that he, you know, too quickly hawked. Why do we for, do right? this? Anybody remember Adam Clendenning? No. Right? I remember Gustav yeah. Forsling, though. Yeah, well, that we traded for Clendenning yeah. and we packaged in, you know... For more crap last summer. Oh my God. No, ev- like every time that he's made a flurry of trades, it's made the team worse. Like the team making the playoffs last year was because they still had a good core of what Gillis built. The team in 2013 was a reflection of the coach that the Aquilinis made them hire. Yeah. 2014 was a bounce back because they weren't that bad. But Benning had started to tinker, and then this year you're seeing the effects of his tinkering. Yeah, and exactly. next year you're going to see even more of the effects. Oh, of I can't two wait. Two years of a build plus the moves he makes this I'm summer. I'm so excited. Uh, they had one of the best defenses in the oh, NHL. Yeah. Even if they didn't produce points-wise in 2013, they still had like five legitimate top four defensemen, even for lack of ever having a true number one. Yeah, you know, they had four or five guys who were pretty darn good anywhere in that top four. And, and now they don't. Yeah. So um, Dan Nichols writes in with, are the Islanders in a second-round playoff position, or is this part of a deep coma I'm in? If so, don't wake me. Dan's a great guy, and he's and, an Islanders fan. And he's very happy. Yeah, and and I'm very happy for him. So. I have no time for right now, <laughs> so we'll move on to the next question. I'm happy for Dan. Dan's a very nice guy. He, he directed a short film that I wrote. Yeah, so, it was yeah, good. I yeah. saw it. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, BH asks, uh, Brant Hardy, he asks, uh, is Jim Benning more likely to win a Stanley Cup as a GM uh, or a Darwin Award? 
And uh, I'm going to say Darwin Award, he's going to install a bathtub in his office and then drop a toaster in it while he's bathing in his <laughs> office. Because I can just picture Ben. He's making breakfast while he's having a bath. He's, he just takes his morning bath and he's writing on the whiteboard and it keeps getting like bubbles on it and keeps rubbing off uh, the players on the whiteboard. I would see him like somehow getting run over by like a Zamboni. Like he. Yeah, he but gets, like on the street. He gets caught. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the ice. <laughs> Or, like, maybe he's, like, going for coffee or to grab lunch somewhere and he just falls into an open manhole. I feel like that could happen I could him see also. him decide to, uh, you know, when the Denver Nuggets mascot got, like, lowered from the uh, rafters <laughs> yes. and uh, his, like, neck got cut up and he almost, he, like, was unconscious. So there's this unconscious, like, giant cat being lowered to the ground. I could see Benning at the start of next season being like, you know what, I'm going to give the fans... A great uh, opening to the season, and like, and, I'm going you know, to repel from the room. Yeah, and then just like fucking fall fifty feet. What's What's going to happen is that he's going to like in a few days when you guys release this episode, he's going to be filling the void that now that the draft lottery's over from his, with his simulator time. So he's going to be listening to you guys' podcast. He's going to hear your negative comments about him, and he's going to be bummed right out. And then he's going to stick his head in his oven, but it's an electric oven, right? So nothing's going to happen. <laughs> Sentito uh, fifty nine writes in with better number five, the big guy the Canucks pick at five, or Lucas Pisa. Well, hey, they could pick the next Lucas Pisa at five, so it's let's true. not get too ahead of ourselves here. I gotta go with Pisa right now, though. Yeah. You gotta go. You gotta go with the, the sure proven thing. commodity. Exactly. A bird in hand is worth two in the bush. Yeah, my friend. like the draft pick could be bad, <laughs> but we know Pisa is bad, so you gotta go with the sure thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of missed Pisa this season because he didn't play very much of it. You yeah, know? like looking back, it's like yeah, the season would have been, been dead last. The season would have been a lot more entertaining if uh, if Spiza had been around a lot more because he's I mean he's so much fun to watch. Truly, he's really bad. Yeah, at hockey and like yeah, but, but like you know he plays it for like a living. And they right? probably would have like lost more of the games that in the end proved to be the tipping point yeah, games. Exactly. Why no, they I, didn't pick first overall? I so. I, I'm pr- I think they were going to be a hundred point playoff team if Sabiza and Sutter were healthy the whole season. That's a good point. Yeah. They, a, they were going to have a hundred points. I absolutely agree. I mean, they had sixty points because. Those guys weren't there. Yeah, exactly. That's My- the only conceivable reason. Mike Fail writes in to say, Justin is a 9.1. What, what the fuck? kicking you while you're down. What the fuck? <laughs> Mike, what is this? Man, that that is untoward. I just I just favorited it. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> um, Dan Dog Millionaire at Danny Stearns writes, What percentage of Canucks fans will blame Lyndon for revealing what his good luck charm was? Did that curse him by going on at length in multiple interviews on TV, radio, and the Canucks website? And Instagram and Twitter yeah. and, like, the Canucks, yeah, social media feed was just, like, playing it up being like, here's his good luck I'm charm, I'm pretty sure everyone. it was, like, skywritten in, yeah. the, in the clouds that, also. Yeah. He put it out on that stupid app only Mark Cuban uses. <laughs> Gl- uh, glitter or whatever, yeah, yeah. Cyberdust. Cyberdust. <laughs> he also put it on Peach. <laughs> can find it on Lyndon's Peach page. What's that uh, other one? Ello? LinkedIn. Ello, yes. Yeah. Ello. Yeah. Yes. The best thing when uh, new social media sites like that come out is taking celebrities' names before they can get oh, them. Oh, I have at Bill Simmons on Peach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like blackmailing them into... Uh, <laughs> Rob Wiseman uh, took Midnight's uh, handle on Ello and parlayed it into getting a photo of him on the show. And it's a photo of him, like, smiling and giving the <laughs> thumbs up. So anything could happen. Just believe in yourself. My favorite thing about Ello was they put out, like, a press release being like, Ello is different from other social media websites. We believe that we will never 
like have advertising on our social media site and it's like yeah because you don't have any fucking users either yeah we have advertisers don't we yeah we do oh fuck uh, we like forgot I'll about edit, that. I'll yeah. edit them in beforehand. It'll, okay. Yeah. You'll do your own little. Yeah. So okay. It'll, it'll we can be... keep this in. This is kind of funny. Yeah. Me realizing that. Oh yeah. yeah so it'll <laughs> keep us out of trouble that. this yeah. week when I do that. <laughs> uh, who? I think that's probably it. Yeah. There was there were some good ones. Um, I just don't want to talk about hockey anymore. Yeah. A lot of people just reassuring us that somehow the Leafs will manage to fuck it up. Which you know what I could believe it, but. Or people just saying... I think they're just saying that to be nice. If there's any way that we can come up with, like, a photo of Austin Matthews, like, smoking from a gas mask bong, <laughs> then we might be able to get out of this in the end yeah, also. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He might fall to fifth. But regardless, that'll do it for the Twitter mailbag, and we'll move into the final segment of the program where we talk about things we actually like from the world at large. Yes, it's the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday. Everybody's favorite segment... One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. Not even your favorite song can cheer you up. No, I, I'll say that bit for when John gets back because it pisses him off. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, literally nothing. There's nothing good about today. <laughs> I mean, you guys are here, which is awesome. Yeah. I'll say being with my friends. Chris, do you like anything this week? Yeah, well, it's awesome you guys let me be on this show. And I'm sorry if it tanks your ratings. But hey, that's kind of in line with the theme of the episode. <laughs> I guess so. I, my one good thing for the listeners would probably be that John's back next week so they don't have to put up with me. But They love you, though. My, yeah, my, you're, a, you're a hit. My, my honest uh, one good thing, though, is uh, this artist, Anderson Pack. I've been listening to him for a little while. He put out an album in February called Malibu. It's like hip-hop, R&B. He's really talented. But I, just now, I'm really, really loving the album because it's like a perfect sunny weather album to throw on it's really really good and uh, anything else i've listened to him he's guest tracking on a lot of other people's stuff right now and he's great so it's anderson pack and the album's called malibu right on uh well i'm going to recommend a tv special that the good folks at fusion television were kind enough to put up in full on their youtube page you've probably heard of the uh trump versus bernie tour debate that uh, James Adomian and Anthony Adamaniak uh, put on. I think that's how you say his name? Adamanuk? Anyways, Adam regardless. Yeah, that. Uh, he plays Trump and Adomian is Bernie and uh, they take questions. And uh, I watched that in full. It's like an hour long. It's moderated by Paul F. Tompkins. And for what seems like it would be like a one-note joke kind of, it is just like so smartly crafted and written and like... The jokes are killer. They're both, like, so dead on in their impressions. And uh, it's obviously been refined over the course of um, doing the tour that they did for, like, the month that they did it uh, before they recorded this live special. And uh, it's on YouTube. You can watch it for free. It's fucking hilarious. They're really spot on. Yeah. It's amazing. It's really, really fun. So uh, things that actually entertain, unlike the draft lottery results. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommate. 
roommate and guest is Chris Adam. Our intern is SeatGeek, promo code REALGOOD. Our producer is Jessica Sands. Our correspondent from the East Coast, John Cullen. I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Heck. Chris Adam. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Life is suffering. Fuck. I hate everything. See, if John was here, like we wouldn't have said the same thing. He would have been like, "Yeah, Yay! I'm happy." Yeah, <sighs> would have so. said like Matthews or something, probably. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs>